welcome to Starkville's House of L, Krypton. This is our episode for the Krypton episode, Danger Close. I'm Derek. I'm Frank. Welcome back to Krypton, ladies and gentlemen. It is insane to think that we are already almost halfway through this season. Uh, we Nuts. waited We waited over a year for this, and here we are staring down the, uh, the, the barrel of the halfway point. It's kind of insane to th- think about. I almost don't want to think about it because it's sad to know that uh, we've only got six episodes remaining after tonight's uh, fantastic episode, Danger Close. And I want to thank Frank for uh, and, and Robin and, and Tim for uh, stepping up in my absence. I did not mean to be gone for two episodes. I was open to only be gone for one, but I ended up being gone for two. So I tip my well. hat to all three of you. You know, you were you were working through me like Brainiac through Seg for a while. There, yeah, so it, it, that uh, I I heard those and uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. I didn't hate the analogy. I'm going to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with you. I, it uh, worked. Uh, Robin deserved all the bell rings mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for that one. So um, thank you, gentlemen, all for uh, picking up my slack. It is a huge slack to pick up after. That's for sure. You I, you leave big shoes. Big, that's big not, Kryptonian that's not what I meant. I just meant I'm a dead weight. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't patting myself on the back. But anyway, all right. Uh, I sent you. I didn't know they were doing this until I was looking at Instagram stories uh, ahead of uh, uh, of the episode. I did not know that they were doing that. You could make your own villain uh, with uh, the Krypton account through like Facebook lenses or whatever yeah. Facebook calls them. I don't use that, uh, but. Uh, you can be, you know, it'll take you and filter you as Doomsday or Brainiac or uh, Lobo. And I gotta say, I, I'm a better look. I'm not a good looking guy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. This is not derogatory He's in not. any way. It's not self deprivation. I just, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a handsome man by any, <laughs> uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But let me tell you something right now. Uh, still a better looking Doomsday than Batman versus Superman. I gotta say, oh. I, I saw myself and. Uh, and, and and I like Batman versus Superman. I'm not I'm not knocking Dawn of Justice. Frank does not like it. Uh, but I will knock nope. that Doomsday uh, all day long. And I gotta tell you, I saw myself as Doomsday, and I thought, you know what? I could have pulled it off. They could have called me in. I could have I could have done some mocap for him. That would have um, worked. I would I would have been there for that. I mean, yeah, it's it's what it's you know he stops in the middle and pushes up his glasses and hangs a Mondo poster on the wall. Like it's you know it's it's not the greatest totally. representation of doomsday but it's no 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 that that's my doomsday you know sort of the docile yeah uh southern charm doomsday that uh you know people spot at the the drive through of the crystal right exactly uh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah is that doomsday at zaxby's yeah that's Derek doomsday he's oh, he's yeah, here weekly huh. they're yeah, in the middle I like of the idea of of uh uh, Doomsday having uh, just a, a little bit of a weakness for a for a good a good burger. We may have to put that picture in the show notes or something of, of me. Doomsday, you may have to do one for yourself, and we can compare and contrast. Because my Doomsday wears glasses. Uh, right. He's right. he's mild a little mannered, older. Mild he's a little older, a little wiser than your average everyday middle age. Uh, middle the age death of Superman. Let's not go that far because that's kind of crummy and I, it hurts a little <laughs> bit. But he he's you know he's thirty four. He's been around the block a couple of times. He's. He's not really millennial doomsday because uh, we don't like that term. Uh, those of us that were still born in pre, you know, nineteen, uh, you know, eighty-five uh, circa. But he he's he's doing okay. Um, he just lost his job, but <laughs> he's doing all right. He's keeping it together. Um, but I laughed because it was doomsday wearing glasses, and I was like, it was me as doomsday wearing glasses. Like that's 
pretty funny. Um, it's pretty funny. You know, if if I had been in Dawn of Justice and we were filming that, there would have been that epic, you know, heat vision and all that. And when the dust settled and Superman was go- getting ready to fight again, I would have just been leaned up against the wall with a jar of Jif and a spoon being like, can we just, like, take five? Like, why are we doing? Like, can we just... Anybody? Edna, can we take five? I take five. I got Jif. I got a Jif jar. Whatever. It's a long bit, but I, I went with it. <laughs> and, and it wasn't even a bit until a couple of minutes ago when I was taking these pictures. That, that's that's absolutely I, true. I did not. Uh, I also liked that they captured my blue eyes as Doomsday. They did. That, that, they, that, yeah, they really I, brought out your blue I eyes. Felt, I felt pretty. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a good brainiac. I'm just going to. My eyes and Brainiac's uh, bone structure do not go together too well. Mm. Um, Lobo? I don't know. Uh, Lobo? Make it work. I look like Dad Lobo. Um, I look like Dad Bod Lobo a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm not okay. quite as, as ripped as Emmett. Uh, quite as ri- I'm not ripped like Emmett at all. It's the quite. <laughs> like, I tried not to quite. give Close. myself a Close. little boost there, but not really. Um I've got glasses. Uh, the goatee's a little more unkempt, you know, with him, even though I've got a beard. Uh, but if you want to try these, head over to Krypton's uh, Instagram account. I think they've got the link where you can go to Facebook and install these filters, and you can try them out for yourself. Hey, send us uh, some of yours. We would love to see them. You can tweet them to us at Shoe Krypton uh, over on the Twitter. We'd love to see uh, what yours look like. Uh, we may throw a few of these up, too. I'm not doing them by myself. I may have to make Frank do them if I... Oh, I'm in. Okay, you're in. Okay, I'm, I'm just. In. I feel like, I feel like I could have a coffee with. I feel like I could, I could go to a Tim Hortons with with Derek Doomsday. Like I feel like we could we could connect on some. Some go to Vancouver for one week, and you're talking about Tim Hortons. Oh yeah, sure, man. We went up to a Timmy's and we got us some uh, Tim bits and. Uh, Tim bits. Oh yeah. sure, yeah. Love going to the Timmy's. You ever uh, you ever go up there and have a crawler? Hmm fantastic yeah oh sure yeah we uh went up to vancouver visited some smallville locations yeah yeah oh don't you know it's beautiful up there this time of oh, year. Yeah. oh yeah oh sure. yeah sure you betcha yeah okay they want to talk about krypton probably i've i've run this bit way too far in the ground <laughs> oh yeah if you don't sure. do the rest of the episode in that accent okay then we, episode 204 yeah danger close uh written by <laughs> Written by Luke Calto there and directed by Julian Ramsey. Yeah. So what had happened uh, previously was, uh, if you remember in the last week's episode that Frank and Tim talked, I can't do it. I, I will seriously. The problem, the problem <laughs> with really doing a voice. Well, I was going to last. The pro, well, yeah, I, I usually get that. The problem with doing a. <laughs> oh, wow. The problem with doing a voice like that is I can't turn it off once it starts. <laughs> It's like going down a hill on a skateboard. You just like, okay, bad analogy right now. But still, it's once you start going, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, you yeah. wouldn't want to do that right no, now. God, no, definitely not a bike. All right, let's let's talk about this for mm-hmm. real though, uh, because we are getting halfway through the season and things really ramp up in the in this episode. Um, as I said, written by Luke Calto, directed by Julian Ramsey, two of four danger close. We start with what we think is a flashback. Uh, the Sagittara have got the curfew effect uh, down in the Rankless on Candor. Seg and a drunken Kim are making their way through the Rankless corridors. Nice to see these two together again. Even sure if, is. Even if it's not in present day. Weird to see, almost weird to see Seg uh, clean shaven. 
Yeah, uh, it is weird. After, I'm with the haircut, too. Yeah, after these past several months. But um, Kim's very drunk, and he's leading him along. They come across a guard who appears to be uh, harassing a, a market person, but it's actually Lida and who takes off her helmet, and she's looking to purchase some fabric for the woman. And this is the first introduction of Sag and Lida ever, sometime before season one. Uh, it, it, after, But after she is already betrothed to Dev, but before they've obviously been bound together. Right. And that's what she's doing. She's looking for fabric as a gift for their binding session. And uh, Sag really is putting on the, the charm a little bit, uh, flirting it up a little bit with Lida, who is uh, smitten, I'd say. I'd say so. I'd say and I mean, he's putting the moves on it. I too. mean, he's 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 working that uh, that that Superman uh, uh, charisma, if you will. Yeah, that that mild mannered charm. Yeah. He. Oh, where did my my thing went away? My uh, recap. There you go. So a lot too. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kim kind of interrupts their moment. Which aren't you a little short to be a Sagittar? <laughs> I freaking love that. Well, good. I'm glad you like that. I wondered if you would. When I was like, "Is that too on the nose for Frank, or will he enjoy it?" I'm uh, on the nose is like practically my middle name. And and how many Star Wars references that I make on last week's show? Touche. Yeah. Two. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Shay. Shay. Um, I kind of split this up with a plot, b plot, and c plot this week. The c plot uh, is very short, but I'm going to work our way through the a plot because it's the meatiest obviously revolving around SAG. But once uh, the flashback ends, we realize it's not a flashback at all. It's actually Brainiac accessing SAG's memories. Uh, They are still in the Outlands, him and Adam. They're huddled around a fire after they made it back to Krypton after the events of uh, last week's episode, flipping off Lobo there before they Zeta beamed out. Gave Lobo the old Zeta beam. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Uh, the two are discussing their options for getting back into Candor, and I felt like I was watching the Lord of the Rings movie. It's right there. Like, what? Why are we? Why did it take three more movies? What? Well, just go. Just, just beats me, man. Get to the end of Fellowship of the Ring, and it's like it's going to be a long journey. I'm like, no, it's right freaking there. Like, go. We can see it. It's right. That's a day's walk at best. What? Let's 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 do it, Edna. Did you? Uber. Okay, so <laughs> I'll take a taxi. Do you think, I don't do you care. think uh, on Krypton? Do you think that instead of like giving stars at the end of an Uber ride, you give like glyphs. Zod shields you, or something? You give glyphs. Glyphs. I only gave him three L's because he he didn't get he didn't pass the aux cord. Mm, uh, yeah, and I, I don't, I'm not feeling that too much. You know, there was you know no, if you don't if you don't even give me water, yeah, there's like, no Kryptonian L back in the back of the skimmer, like. <laughs> What, what are you even doing? <laughs> this ride was way too dangerous. Some big r- rocky monster with bony protrusions hit us in the middle of the ride. I told him not to go through Candor. I said, go around. Go oh, to Argo I, oh. City. But would he listen to me? No. Ooh, now we're in a bottle. <laughs> now we're in a bottle. <laughs> I said, drive away from the skull ship, man. But no, he went toward <laughs> the skull ship. Oh, God. That's funny. Now we're in a bottle. Um, but they're trying to figure out how to get back into Kandor, how to take down Zod, everything they've kind of been building towards since they got back together in the second episode. Uh, Seg is uh, 
amazed how much has changed in Candor once they do return uh, in the last six months. He says he doesn't recognize anything. It's like Zod has erased it all. Oh, if you only knew, Seg. Mm. And soon you will. And soon you will. Seg uh, tells Adam that they should split up, that Adam should go on with Val, go on to Wegthor. Seg's going to catch up after he finds Lyda and lets her know that he's still alive, hoping that she will stand with him and not Zod. That seems like an easy plan, right? Your love of your life comes back. Of course I'm not going to side with this dictator anymore. I'm going to be with you. I love you. Sure. Yeah. Like I'll I'll just show up and she'll just she'll just be drawn back to me and everything'll be fine just and, by me being and here. Boy is special. she. They get it on, sir. It how, takes no time at all. How bad does he smell at this point? Pretty bad. Pretty dead. When's the last time you've bathed in six months, sir? I don't know. He just pooped out a brainiac and when, now he's he's just getting it on. Why uh yeah. You smell bad. You need to shower mm, mm. or something before, you know, being intimate. That's as far mm-hmm. as I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, yeah. you spent six months in the Phantom Zone. I know for you it was like no time at all. But in the realm of hygiene, sir. Yeah, that d- doesn't smell like no if, time at all. If your beard grew like that, you, you got to wash up, man. I'm just telling you. Jacket's looking awful stiff. But he still looks hot. That's what pisses I mean, me off. Un- annoyingly, yeah. Annoyingly. It's like, come on, Cameron. Come on, Cameron. You're making the rest of us look bad. Give me a break. Six months and you look like a like a desert storm? I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> you look like, like a, a desert rose. rose. You look like a desert rose. I think I was trying to go with desert rose and I ended up with desert storm. Uh, all right, you look yeah. like a beautiful desert storm, Cameron. All I know is I'm in the back of this Uber and the guy won't pass the aux cord. Fuck the aux cord. We're going into a bottle. We're stuck like in this go, bottle. It's like going into a tunnel. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, going, go, into I'm going into a bottle. I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he took, the, he took the West bottle. I'm going to have to. Oh, God. I'm going to lose you. Cam? There's no aux cord. Cam, There's I'm going to no lose water. you. I'll, I'll call you back. Um. Yeah, but they they have the they have the sexy times despite the fact that he um, needs uh, to shower. Um, oh yeah, she gets a nosebleed, which I would assume is from the stench, but no, it's not. Um, <laughs> apparently, she's been having them lately due to stress. That's what she says, at least. I'm not buying it, Frank. I don't think no. it's due to stress at all. I, I neither do I. I think I don't, there's I don't think that's truth. Uh, something else afoot. Strange things are afoot at the... At the nose. At the nose. <laughs> strange things are afoot at the nose. <laughs> and speaking of strange things are afoot at the nose, head and shoulders, hmm. Seg, it would go a long way to help you out right now. Oh, I thought we were going to a sponsor read. Uh, like, yes. Oh, yes, please, go ahead. <laughs> let, let two bald men tell you about hey, head and shoulders. Yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you how much it worked for me. I can see it. I can see a head and shoulders commercial with Seg and Adam. Hey, Adam, it's tingling. Good, Seg. That means it's working. It means it's working. Um, anyway, she's been getting these nosebleeds. She says it's stress. She tells Seg that nobody has seen Jaina because Seg says, hey, what does Jaina think about you being Primus and siding with Drew and you know, all this? And she's like, uh, nobody's seen her. Why do you ask? I didn't shoot her. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with it. 
Um, Swear officer. Seg tells, Seg tells her that uh, he had a vision in the future, if you all remember back to the premiere, uh, of the future in the Phantom Zone that Drew is not, uh, or Drew, uh, you remember she, he was choking Lida and looked up right. back at him. But basically he just says, look, Drew's not what he says he is. Whatever he's telling you, he's not. Um, she's not really having it. And she's like, hey, let me go uh, introduce you to somebody. Oh, it's Corvex. This is a this is like soap opera territory. This is weird. You st- this is a lifetime movie. You stole the baby. It's completely unfair that she gets to introduce Core to Seg. Very completely much so. unfair and messed up. And I enjoyed the fact that Seg was like, uh, this ain't your baby. This mm-hmm. ain't our baby. But you know, Lida says now we can be with our son, but she wasn't talking about Corvex. She was talking about Drew Zod, who just so happened to walk through the door. <gasps> at that exact moment because she turned on him she turned on seg and went and told drew that he was there when did he ha- when did she have time to do that because he was i'm pretty sure he was on top of her for a good of time. You know there's a uh there's a little there's a little uh button under the bed that uh careful just that just calls calls drew well, that's a weird time to call your son. That's all. It says, I'm son, say I'm getting it on with your dad. Now's was a good time. I, it's right next to the shower button. She was going for the shower button, and it just hit hit the wrong button there. Called the hit the Drew Zod button. Put the bed in a bottle. A bottle. That's that again. Happens. Dang it, Lida! If I told you once, I've told you three times. That's why she. That's why she got a nosebleed because the change in air pressure. You know. We didn't even need that. We. I told her we never use that. What was the old Upright Citizens Brigade sketch when they were looking? It was Amy Poehler and somebody when they were looking at houses. They're like, this is your kitchen. This is the laundry room. This is your hot chick's room. And they opened the door and it was just like a rave going on. And they shut the door back and and Amy Poehler was like, we're not going to need a hot chick's room. And the husband's like, honey, you said that about the toaster and we use that all the time. Anyway. Um. Seg definitely knows something's going on with Zida now. With Zida, Lida now, mm. uh, beyond the nosebleed, which may or may not be caused by your stench, Seg. Who could say? Um, I can, but I could. It's definitely your stench. It's your stench. Um, Zod says that's why we're here to talk about <laughs> head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. Now available at Wall Bombs. Um, Zod said it's good to have Seg back, but uh, I don't believe that. Seg, uh, yeah. Seg knows about him destroying the Phantom Zone projector, which doesn't sit well with him because that trapped him into the Phantom Zone. And Seg uh, also tells him that Brainiac's dead. Zod kind of seems suspicious. He's like, you killed Brainiac? But he's like, okay, like, okay, well, if that's true, I'm more proud to be your son than I have ever been in all these years. Um, Seg then tells him about the vision he had in the Phantom Zone of Zod strangling Lida. And Zod said, yeah, those are like, you know, those are just pesky little tricks of the mind that the Phantom Zone plays on you, because Zod should know he was there uh, for a Truth. period of time, but uh, also could be at the stream of the timeline looking into the future of the Phantom Zone. We don't know. This is kind of a new Phantom Zone for the live-action audiences, it too. Is. So we'll see if that actually ends up coming to fruition or Things not. Things are very timey-wimey as it is. Yes. So it's really hard to say. Yes. Uh, and we'll get in discussion about that with Adam and Val shortly. Um, Zod pretty much challenges Seg... To end the war, unite the houses of El and Zod, bring them together once and for all, help Lida broker a peace treaty with Val, and stop this rebellion on Wegthor. 
And Zod's like, and we're going to get to you, take you and check you out mentally. Just make sure everything's okay. Give you a good once over and dad, you need a shower. I hate to be the one to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of rankless, but you are rank son. So we're just going to get oh. you. Oh, thank you. I wasn't even expecting that. And I was like, I thought that was low hanging fruit. Uh, so, uh, we are going to get you checked out and checked out. He does. He is now cleaned mm. up and shaven and got the hair quaffed, got the perfect Cameron quaffed hair. Hmm. Yeah. Cameron. Just call him Kevin quaff. Cameron quaff. Oh, I like that. Can we start calling him Cameron quaff? Sippos. Sippos and Cameron quaff. I like it. Mm. it. It is decided. Um, it is decided. It is decided. Um, this is, but we figure out quickly that's this is not a med bay. This is uh, this is a reconditioning chamber, isn't it? Is this one of sure those is. things? It, the light was on out here, but it, he but he was fine in there. Is that one of these things? Is that a Superman? Too? Okay, it's fine. I got it. It's, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, um, reference acknowledged. Yeah, he's getting checked out. It's fine. No, nothing bad. But he sees. Uh, we've seen obviously in the synthites, but the. Um, the reconditioning being used on on Rika earlier mm-hmm. in the season, and now uh, Seg spots Rika, who does not recognize Seg, and kind of gets erratic when he says her name. Um, she has been reconditioned, obviously has the memory erased, but the fact that he knows who she is is kind of triggering something. And yeah, and she gets a nosebleed, and now we know it's not Seg stench because Seg showered. It might take a couple of showers, Seg. I'm just saying it's it been might. a long time. It might. I'm you, thinking. I'm God, thinking it might. One's probably not going to cut it. It's a no. start, but yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to lather, rinse, repeat, buddy. I mean, six months, six man. months, and then and then Brainiac and Lobo, like, I mean, hmm. just being on that planet, just being on Kolu, you know, that's got to do enough. I mean, the moss growing and everything. I mean, there is, there is, there is an ecosystem yeah, there that I just yeah. don't know. I want to bring home. I with mean, me, you, you just know? know it's humid there. You just look yeah. at you. You look at Kolu and you think eh, it's a little humid, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's muggy. Is all I'm saying. It's it's a little muggy. Just you lather know? up a little. Just, just 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 a little refresher is all you need. Just just a little just a little head and shoulders. You see that uh horse over there on the ground, Frank? Sure do. I keep beating it with a shovel over and over. Oh, and over. is that what's happening? Yeah, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Mm. It's kinda like the Canadian accent once I, I started. I believe now that. we say feeding a fed horse. Oh, thanks, PETA. Yeah. Um The Mounties <laughs> wouldn't appreciate that. Oh yeah, sure. So, boy, this feels like an old school shoe episode happening right here, don't you know? <laughs> feels like something. So, um, when when Seg sees Rika's nosebleed, he's like, something's up. I'm putting two and two together and getting three. Mm. Uh, Rika has been reconditioned uh, by a guard uh, because Seg's like, do you know who my son is? I'll take her to get reconditioned. We will take care of this problem right now. Oh, you're the reconditioning guard. Thank you. Well, this is so interesting what you do here. Kapow! And just knocks the mf out. Just just Batman 66 them. Exactly. Wham! Uh, he pulls up the files in the console to find out that Lyta has also been reconditioned by Zod. And that is why Lyta has been acting weird for the first four episodes of this season. There Checks you go, out. ladies and gentlemen. Didn't we say in episode one we felt like she was being brainwashed a little bit? Sure did. There you go. Now we know. Now we know. Now that explains why she's being so loyal to Zod and turning over on Seg and also on the Rebellion. But once again, Zod shows up just at the right time. For Zod, not for us. Um, 
His timing is always perfect. He yeah. knows exactly where he wants to be in one. Uh, the guards apprehend him. They force him to be reconditioned, but Brainiac actually takes hold and keeps Seg from losing his memories, um, which is kind of cool. He gets the upper hand of the guards, uh, and uh, does he kill one of those guys? I mean, he blasts him. Oh yeah, he he shot he's him. No, okay. he, no, he he dead. straight up killed he's him. He's dead, Mister Coach Klein. Yeah, um, oh yeah, <laughs> Roy Orbison. Uh, so he gets the upper hand of the guards and gets to the dashboard to see the video of him getting uh, reconditioned, and then there's like the split. Remember in Crusade when Clark split into two, and he was like Cal and Clark. With the black kryptonite, I sure do. Look like look at Brainiac is a two-headed is Brainiac, and then the other head was Cameron Quaffe. Quaffe? I mean, it, it, you know, kind of looks like me and you trying on those filters too. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's Derek Doomsday. There's what you got. That's right Derek there. Doomsday right Derek there. Derek Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> I could do a bit on that all day, but I'm gonna spare hey. you, listening audience, because it's not fair to you. Because only I find it funny, so I'm not gonna make <laughs> you sit through it. Uh, Zod gets uh, Zod. Uh, Seg gets one of the blasters, takes off to find Zod. That's pretty much our A story. I'm going to get through the C plot kind of quick here involving Dev and Jaina because there's not a whole lot going on there. And then we're going to talk yeah. more about the rebellion and what happens there because that's kind of our big cliffhanger WTF of the episode. But we're still in the Outlands with Dev and Jaina. They're sharing a drink, and we and Dev kind of catches her. <laughs> Dev kind of catches Jaina up with what happened in the kind of the six months between season one and season two with him. You remember he got infected by Brainiac. We did that whole thing. He was actually still with the Sagittarii working with some of the rankless, including Kim. They were kind of partnered up. I kind of mm-hmm. like the buddy cop, uh, Kim dev, dev M, uh, one, two punch. I'd watch Yeah, the little, the I'd little watch. one shot, the little adventure they had. I'm just, yeah. You know, if we're getting a Lobo spinoff, uh, maybe work, uh, them in. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I'd take an animated short, Something just, just all right. I'm down something with that. to keep in your back pocket. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kim. That's all I'm saying. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. I'm but, I'm totally uh, on board. He talks about fighting alongside them, being on Wagthor, and um, they come across this group of citizens who were hiding out, and they get an order by promise to blow up the uh, the the um, catacombs. I guess you might say the catacombs know, tunnels. Out. Yeah, catacombs is a good word. Kryptonian catacombs. Say that three times fast. Uh, don't do it. Uh, no, so, <laughs> so, you know, they're just going to let him go, but we've got one high and mighty guard that's like, that's not our orders. And they check in with Lida. Lida says, blow him up. Um, Dev wants to get him out and get him safe first before he blows the tunnels. The, the high and mighty guard gets the upper hand. They fight. Dev's like, look, if this is the way Lida is now, I'm I'm done. I you know, he tells Jaina all the compassion and mercy that Lida had is eroded away. She is loyal to Druzad and she he wants nothing to do with Candor anymore. So he abandons uh he basically goes AWOL and abandons the Sagittari. Kim lets him go out of his restraints, and then we obviously catched up well catched up. We catched up with we caught up with Dev uh, a few weeks ago when we see him and Jaina. Um, reunited so that's that's kind of his story in the meantime he says all that to say as they are plotting to head back into Kandor and to try to take on Zod with just the two of them little does he know that another coup is rising with Adam and Sek on the other side that I'm Mm. sure we will see their uh, paths cross soon enough 
Um, but he he's telling Jaina, he's like, look, I get she's your daughter, but she, but she's not your daughter anymore. Like she's got to be stopped. She is loyal to Zod, and of course they don't know that she's been reconditioned. But he's like, you know, there's there's nothing left of your daughter in there, and I need to know that if I go in guns a toting with you, and she gets in the way, you're going to make the right decision because I can't I can't have you hesitate and have her get the upper hand. She's got to be yeah. stopped. He's got to be stopped. She is. She's the right hand man. She's completely loyal to him, and we've got to stop both of them. For Dev to be saying this, like really, like stop and contemplate for a second just how much, how meaningful that is for Dev to be saying, like this is what we have to do. She has to be stopped at all costs. Like he was so, he knew she was in love with somebody else and was still so blindly loyal to her in season one. Yep. Like just hopelessly devoted, supporting her, knew good and well that there was no affection really from her to him, but still was just, you know, she walked in the room and Prince still played like that, you know, that, oh, yeah. was, that, that, that's her for him. So for, for him to turn on that and say, she's gone, like there's nothing left of her is a big deal. Huge deal. Um, I think that was basically it that happened with them. I can't remember. Yeah, basically. Else. He's just basically as as they're amping up for this, he's like, you know, difficult decisions are going to have to be made. Right. Our B plot involves uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, back on Wegthor. Um, <clears throat> Let's take the space elevator down there. To meanwhile, via the space elevator. Can't believe it's called the freaking space elevator. <laughs> like that's like the actual name for it. I still, I don't, I don't care. Like I love this show. So freaking much oh my that gosh, that is so such I. like a, a trivial thing to even. But it's funny though. It's, I find it hilarious. I, I just find it hilarious because I think we talked about it either in two hundred one or two hundred two. How they're all British. So why are you not calling it the lift? <laughs> like like Astro Lift yeah, or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whatever. The Jetsons tube. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just funny to me. I, I, it's funny. I love it. Space elevator. So it's like a Flash Gordon thing. It really does. Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they're trying to pay. It, it may be paying homage to something that I don't even know. It may be Golden Age something that I'm missing. Could be. That's a fair um, point. Could be. I mean, I you know I read like I read a lot of that stuff and listened to a lot of the serials when I was a kid, but I didn't. I I don't have that kind of stuff memorized like I do. 80s 80s forward. Um, sure, sure. But we are on Wegthor. The bodies of the fallen Sagittar are, are just lying across the surface. Uh, from the previous episode, Kim awakes. He's one of them. Somehow the only one left surviving. Um, he's searching for oxygen. He gets a little injected in him to make sure he can live long enough because that service is not kind to the Kryptonians. Uh, but he is apprehended by the rebellion. They take him in. Uh, Jackson and Val's troops are celebrating winning the battle, but Jax mm. reminds them that the war is far from over. And she says, if they have a chance to cut off Zod from Wegthor completely using the long range oxygen supply that they got the upper hand and were able to steal during the battle. So if we use that, we can get to the space elevator and we can take control of it and cut Zod off completely. He can no longer have access to Wegthor. Best laid plans. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Adam appears because he Zeta beamed on up to Wegthor after he and Seg split up. He tells Val that Seg is alive. I love that uh, Val tells him he would have made a good L. 
I know. I um, like that. I like that line. But Adam's trepidations to that. He's like, look, I, I appreciate that. I love Ad- I just I love Adam's characterization. I love how much he has evolved since season one, which seems like a weird thing to say when we're only 14 episodes into the series. But he, you know, he was kind of the hot shot, wanted to be a hero when he came on the scene. Uh, and, and now he's actually the friendship, the bromance between him and Seg. And that's one of the reasons I, I'm not going to say I dislike this episode, but I, anytime the two of them are on screen together uh, is automatically 10 times better to me. I'm, I'm more invested seeing the two of them. You know, I love the whole um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid last week with the two oh, of yeah. them. I don't know if you saw those tweets where they were talking about how that was their both uh, Sean and Cameron's favorite movie. So when they were doing all the like recon stuff, like over the hill, like they were trying to uh, emulate a lot of uh, Butch Cassidy uh, in those scenes. I love that. I love that about them. I love their dynamic. I, I agree with you. Like there's something special that happens when the two of them are on screen together. And it's it's one of my very, very favorite things about the show. I love them off screen. I love seeing them interact on Twitter and giving each other crap too. Hell like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a huge part of the show for me. But Adam says that he thinks he broke the universe, basically. He says, look, before I tried to come back to Krypton, I got a glimpse of the future, but I hit a wall. It was like I couldn't go forward anymore. Um, it was like Derek Russell on a bike riding into a, a, a light pole. You know, it just you couldn't you couldn't get any any further. You just you, you flew as far as you could into the sun, Icarus. Um, <laughs> those are a lot of analogies <laughs> I'm throwing at you. Listen to the latest episode of With Brian Austin Green, ladies and gentlemen, with bagpod.com. Um, Required listening at this point. Yeah. So, but he says, you know, what if everything changed when I showed up and gave Seg that sunstone? What if I screwed everything up? What if I was trying to do right? And by trying to do right, I made everything worse. Such is the perils of time travel. You best, as you said earlier, best laid plans, good intentions, you know, hell, all that good stuff. You screw up no matter what, trying to make Mm -hmm. things better. You end up making things worse. You, you go kill Hitler, but then, you know, the moon explodes or something. I don't right. know. Right. I don't know how I got you, from you one You get to the George other. and Lorraine to kiss at the dance, yeah. but then, you know, still got to do something about your kids. Yeah. What, do they turn out to be assholes or something? Um, so, well, I was expecting a ding. All right, never mind. <laughs> Can't beg for one. I just have to have to go with it when I get one. Got to earn it. Uh, uh, you yeah, know, you know the you know the uh, the Max von Sydow character in the Force Awakens, Lor mm-hmm, Santeca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Val L is giving me big Lor Santeca Was vibes he? in this episode. All right, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I like it. I love Val. I I, I, I miss I in, in some instances I miss Fortress Val because actually I miss the Fortress period. Um, I do too. We, we, we've not gotten there at all uh, in these first four episodes. We got that kind of brainiacized fortress inside Seg's mind. Right. Uh, was that last week? Yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah, so, last week. The mind fortress. Yeah, mind the mind palace. fortress. Um, but I, I miss the fortress. But I, I kind of miss, I miss science eval, and we're, we're getting like general val general val yeah yeah so but but regardless i, I think he's a great uh a great character i'm uh, with you superman's great great grandfather no great 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 grandfather yeah great great grandfather yeah okay cool great great no yes yeah yes great 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 
grand. Wonderful. Okay, good. Everybody got that? No yelling on the bus. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, but Val's like, look, you know, whether you messed something up or not, I don't. He's like, I don't think you did. He's like, we can't worry about that right now. All we can do is hope for the best. He's all about that better tomorrow, and the only way to get that better tomorrow is to take down that bastard Zod. I still love that that bastard stole our better tomorrow. That's like line of the season. Oh my god, uh, it's so it's iconic. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. So he's like, you know, the only thing we can do right now is to stop Zod, and that will be the start to figuring out what happens in the future. Um, Adam reunites with Kim. Good to see them together too. Another dynamic I really enjoyed. I liked the three of them together with Seg last season when they got to interact. Uh, the good comedic bouncing off of one of each other between Kim and Adam was really good. Um, Adam apologizes for what happened to Ona. We have to relive that nightmare all over again. Jeez, how grueling. And yet at the same time, I really love that they're calling back to it mm-hmm. because like, it gives it that much more it already had a ton of emotional well, impact and it gave it that much more weight by by acknowledging it and and having reverence for it you that, know that's something that happens in a lot of season finales where you don't when you pick back up three months later with the with the start of the top of the next season uh you don't always get to address some of those hanging cliffhangers when so many things happened and when time uh is of the essence so if you come back six months later like here that's that's often something that would get swept under the rug. Not right. that not that it doesn't need to be or does need to be. I'm not saying that one way or the other. It's just one of those, you know, one of those loose ends that's kind of like, yeah, she died, but there's so much other stuff going on that we don't have time to address that. Like exactly. So I really do appreciate that they went back to the well, so to speak, and were like, hey, you know, this happened, and I know what she meant to you, and I'm I'm really sorry for that. And, That's right. And Kim doesn't, you know, he doesn't miss a beat. He's like, look, I, I made peace with it. It, um, it happened, and he, he didn't really blame himself too much. He's like, I, it's just, you know, it, it, it. I hate to say it's like a casualty of war, but they've got bigger fish to fry right now, so to speak. Yeah, that's right. And he's, he's just like, look, it's been six months, and it sucks, and I miss her, but I had to, I have to come to terms with it. But he does get a good bit of news because he thinks Seg has been dead this whole time, and Adam says, "No, I, I, I just brought Seg back with me." No, no, Doc, I just, I, I know, I know you did, but I just came back. <laughs> I just came back from the future. Great Scott. So, uh, so Adam's like, uh, not Adam, but uh, Kim's like, "Yes, he's alive." So they're like, "Look, Val's got this top secret mission for me. I'm going to take down the space elevator. Yes, it's a stupid name. Let's let's put a pin in that and come back to it later." <laughs> Just put a pin in that right here. We'll come back to that later. But I need a Sagittarius to go with me to, you know, to like barcode scan, whatever. I don't know, like mm. DNA scan or something. You're a Sagittarius. You go with me. So we'll probably die later today. Kim's like, okay, cool. Better. I love that line, yeah. by the way. We're probably going to die We're later. We're probably going to die later today. Nissa tells Val that Jax has a bioweapon tied to the codex. Now, that's a lot of information to take in. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot. Of- um, yeah, it was a lot. It was it was very little exposition. Big plot, de- a big plot device. It was, and it Huge. happened like out of nowhere. Um, you, you know, I know this is called the Sci-Fi Channel, but come on, guys. You have a bioweapon targeted to specific DNA via the Codex. So basically, she can kill anybody that she wants. I don't know why we're not just using that to take down Zod from the get-go, but whatever, or much less Doomsday. 
but regardless, she tell um, she's got it, and Val's like, well, if something were to go haywire with that, everybody on Krypton could die. Mm. That's not good. We don't want to do that. But Jax has already armed the weapon. She's kind of past the point of no return. We, I mean, we obviously know Black Zero. She's willing to do whatever it takes to get the job right. done. Um, she, she is definitely a shoot first, ask questions later kind of person. And she's got her, you know, her commander girl there. I did not catch her name. Did you? Uh, Arame. Arame. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll go with Arame. that. Arame. Or Arame. Or, 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 or Agami. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Arame. She's uh she's uh Nissa's side piece. Yeah, I just couldn't remember mm-hmm. her name. Oh yeah. Side and Jax, piece. I mean, Jax were, is doing this look, without look, Val. It was it was very loving. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, yeah, she was a tender she's a tender lover. Tender. <laughs> Jax, at least, Jax and Val are breaking up though. I think least, Jax is gonna go out and be putting on her her first solo album soon. At least she showered within the six months. That's all I'm. Gonna That's say. true. That's all she's got that going for her. Can true. you can you picture a world with Jax and Val going solo? Oh, man, who's I don't know. the Art Garfunkel in that relationship? I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's Jax. It's Jax. It's Jax. Yeah, hate to say it. Yeah, you are definitely the 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 oats of 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 that duo. Yeah. and and Val is the hall. Um, the weapon is so. what? What happened in this episode? Like, where where did we go wrong? When it was it the Canadian <laughs> accent, or it's just me coming back? Wasn't it? That's what did it. It was me. Uh, I've got my murder shorts on. Um, murder shorts. So every Sagittarius is now like a ticking time bomb, quite literally, thanks to this bioweapon that is tied to their DNA that she can set off via the codex at any time. And she hides it in a wall that just so happens to open. Conveniently. Yeah. One of those. Pick that up mm. at Ikea for a buck ninety-five. Um that Kandor Ikea's got everything. She hid it in the hot girl room. Yeah. what? We're not going to need a hot chick's room. You say that about the Codex, but we use that darn thing all the time. <laughs> uh, Think of all the genocides we committed with that thing. Adam and Kim are leading a group of uh, rebellion fighters, including Arame? Arame. Here you go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they're le- they're getting to the base of the space elevator. They break in. Uh, no thanks to uh, Kim's DNA, uh, Sagittarii barcode, what have you. Uh, hope we don't all die. Hope we don't die, everybody. Sorry if we die, Edna. Sorry. sorry. Um, but that's okay because Kim resourceful. Pub owning Kim has a data scram- scrambler. What's that do? It scrambles. It's data. a sonic screwdriver. It's, it's a, a sonic, sonic screwdriver. screwdriver. It scrambles data. Oh, Kim, you saved the day. You should be commander. Oh, I love Kim. I think Verizon gave me one of those. Oh, Verizon? Yeah. yeah, You know what they didn't give you? Any money for this air spot we're doing right now. Okay, so the rebellion (laughs) advances as uh, Jax... They're they're making their move on the space elevator as it's kind of the indoor situation. We're going to go ahead and advance. By the time we get there, surely you will have taken down the force field, right? Right. Everybody got that? Oh, but wait, because we've been had. The oxygenators were booby-trapped. They were all depleted of oxygen. So everybody dies. That was hard to watch. Yeah, just suffocating. And that's my biggest fear, is suffocating. Yeah, me too. 
Is it? Or drowning. Yeah. Oh, yep. we should be BFFs. Well. And like never go swimming together. I, I'm, I'm good. Okay, That's cool. A, you got a deal. It's a deal. It's a deal. Let's go to California and not go swimming. Let's I'm go to California that. and not go swimming. Yes. Okay, cool. Or biking. Or way ahead of you. So <laughs> the resistance. Are you though? The res- yeah, like I flew, like literally I'm way ahead of you. I, I got thrown off the bike several meters or however, whatever the metric system is, because I don't understand it. Um, the resistance is basically. 12 10 bits. <laughs> how many? Uh, oh, yeah. How many 10 bits is that? No, don't get me going back down that road again. we got to finish the episode, Frank. We're so close. <laughs> they've already stopped listening to us. Um, but the resistance is basically dead. All the ground forces are dead, which does not set Will with Jax at all. So she's, you know, mission be damned. Let's kill all the Sagittarii. Load the weapon up. But arm it. She calls to Ad- Ad- Adirondack. Aquafina. Yeah. What's her name? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, I can't pronounce that girl's name. <laughs> what is it? RMA. Adirondack. Like I said. Yeah. Our Appalachian. Our Apo, Alapusa. Um, little Orphan Annie. Look, oh, it sticks. She's Little Orphan oh Annie. There okay, it is. there it is. So Little Orphan Annie arms the weapon, uh, doesn't fire because the codex has been taken from the bioweapon. Val figured out what she was going to do. We got to the weapon first, thanks to Nissa's warning. Nissa now has the codex, and a group of Sagittarii get the upper hand on Kim and Adam and abominable snowman mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. whatever her name is and they are led by Lida and that's where we are left uh, with episode 4 uh, with Lida leading several dozen Sagittarii to take down the resistance what's left of them at the space elevator because it was all a trap Ad- Admiral Akbar. it was <laughs> Admiral Akbar. Yeah, that's her that's her name any A name we'll take for her anyway. i can't i can't do it what is it give it to me one more time rma nope not gonna happen i'm being perfectly okay. honest with you akbar it is it's um it's, uh, yeah little orphan akbar mm-hmm. um little orphan uh adirondack i like adirondack mm-hmm. that one's that one suits me and okay. that is it for the fourth episode my god Woo. um I, I have i have a couple questions for you uh hit me what it's pronounced is, Adirondack. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that'll be on the quiz at the end. You look, what? you make a much better Brainiac. I just saw your uh, your pictures here. You make a much I know, better Brainiac right? than I do. I, I actually, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, fond of my Lobo, too. But um, Yeah, you actually look like Lobo. Uh, yeah, kind of. I bet I if mean, you took the glasses off, you'd look like him, though. I mean, like, I Lobo was like, if if Lobo had diabetes, it would look like Frank. That's that's true. That's not that's a meme. Is that I mean? I didn't mean that I'll to be mean. That. I thought I thought it was funny. If it's mean, I mean that's the, that's the statement of fact. So it's not even a gonna edit it out because I didn't mean it to be mean. I mean but it came off sounding like a okay. dick. All right, you can keep it. I don't care. Keep I it in. Keep, no, keep it in. <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask you. How I mean, you my 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 lobo is morbidly obese. So why can't we why can't we make fun of each other? Why can't we yeah. be friends? Um, Hit me. What's your question, sir? What do you think of Lyda in this season? You know, one of the things we talked about so much in season one was how much we loved the female characters on this show. 
How do you feel, though, about Lida this season being under the thumb of of Drew Zod, essentially being under the thumb of a man after after having been such an independent character? Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight? Well, you know, I we knew from the outset that she even the loss of Seg, which is what they were trying to sell us on. It was like the loss of Seg is what turned her. Right. And, you know, that's still never set right with me. I mean, there, there's Nightingale syndrome and then there's like what's happening here. And yeah, it always felt off, right? Yeah, it just never, it felt like brainwashing from day one. The fact that it actually literally was brainwashing was, that was kind of like the aha moment for me, at least. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, thank God. Like, I, I would have been, <laughs> if you would have, if you undid all her character development by losing a man, you know, by basically fridging Seg and, and it's kind of it was kind of the opposite of you know what always happens in comics. They kill the woman so that the man can go on an emotional journey. Yes, um, it, it was kind of the inverse of that. With you know, well, her she thinks sex dead, so she she it makes her you know stronger or what have you. And and really it doesn't because yeah because she's while she is Primus, she's still beholden to her son, who is her only link to Seg, who she doesn't have anymore. But it's also like, how do you trust Drew after everything you've seen? Right. What, right. What, how can you trust him at all? Yeah. So so to find out that, yes, she has been reconditioned against her will uh, and, and, and fought it and did everything she could and came out the other end uh, just a total zombie devoted to his leadership is very for me at least fulfilling um from a story arc to know that it didn't undo her character development from season one to see how far she came mm -hmm. um i think she was i think she and nissa had some of the strongest character development moments from season one definitely because yes. Nissa, Nissa, you know nissa was and i i almost hate um i'm not saying they've done it a disservice but i really enjoyed our first interaction with Nissa when the season started to see how maternal she had, how much she loves Corvax, how maternal she has been to him, um, that she's still kind of finding her place in this world. And now she's gotten that snatched from her by Zod, who just literally takes anything he wants and holds that over her to be able to manipulate her. She's trying to help Val, but she's also helping herself, uh, but she's also helping Zod so she can get Core back. So it's kind of, you know, uh, what what Michael Scott would call a win-win-win scenario. <laughs> um, but frankly, the two of them had some of the, you know, even when you, it comes down to Seg or, or Adam, uh, the two of them had so many character beats in season one that we were hoping to see pay off in season two. And quite frankly, and I, I get the whole thing, what they're doing with both of them. We've not been able to really see that because of what's been going on with Lida with the brainwashing and what's been going on with Nyssa with Corvax being taken from her and her being basically up against a wall, backed into a corner. Um, you know, I was really like, you know, she went after Darren. She was trying to get answers. She was standing up for herself. Lida killed Darren. Like it just, it kind of all spiraled pretty quickly there from the get-go and the episodes two, three, and four, she's been picking up the pieces from that. Um, I hope now we get to interact with Elida that 
has come further as a mm-hmm. result. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It, it it's it's a hard pill to swallow to know how. You know, I don't I don't need no man. Like you know, that just like I, that whole like what a strong character she was. And, you know, I get over the trope of, you know, a strong female kick-ass character or anything like that. Like, put all right, that aside. Right, right. Like, I don't need that crap. She's just a good character. Male, yes. female, I don't give a crap. She's a good dang character. And she's... And I think that's the thing about this show for me, man, is you sell me on... I think I've, I've said in season one, there's two things I love in Superman mythos outside of Superman himself. One is, hands down, Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And without a doubt, number one with a bullet, speeding bullet, and number two is Kryptonian heritage and legacy. I've always been fascinated by Jor-El and the fortress and all that stuff. Like that's always been one of my favorite elements of any Superman mythos. But even when you tell me like, well, this is a show centered around Superman's grandfather. It's two hundred years before Superman's born, and that was before we even were introduced to the concept of time travel. Like when we first heard the logline, all it was was the story follows uh, Superman's grandfather two hundred years before the destruction of Krypton. Yep, long That's before Adam, long before Adam Strange or any of that mess. And you know, I still was like, okay, you know, I don't, let's watch, let's let's do this. The thing, one thing that has kept me coming back to this show, not that I wouldn't have anyway, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, hundred percent. And I'm just enamored by it over and over again. Is quite frankly, Cameron, his devotion to the Man of Steel, his knowledge, mm. and his admiration and adoration of Superman, the mythos, the heritage, the legacy, the whole thing, the responsibility that he feels yes. toward this character, and that he puts on his little his own little super suit to be able to go and do this is refreshing to see somebody that is such a fan also get to wear the glyph oh i could not agree with you more right now seriously like i i could not agree any more strongly than i do i it is uplifting and in, like inspiring to see him be that reverent and that understanding of the responsibility that he bears it's it's his enthusiasm is something that because you can watch a show all day long and look it'd still be a great show even if he didn't care about it like if this everything was still the same in the show if there was no difference on screen whatsoever it's still a fantastic show but off screen the fact that he has that love and that enthusiasm for not just Superman, but all these characters, the fact that he gets to be on screen with Lobo and Doomsday and Brainiac and General Zod, and that he still can get that giddy about it, increases my passion for this show tenfold. Yes. Yep. And 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 he's not even actually playing Kal-El, right? Mm-hmm. And he still has that level of respect for the for for what it represents. Absolutely. It 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 brings me back to it time and time again because I, I could get in there every week and I could watch it and it would be fine. But I remember when he does little things on this show, even like the in episode uh, two when he did the the fist reload. Yes. Uh, and he was and he was on, tweeting about how that was his little nod to, to Henry and Mission Impossible Fallout. 
and he did the George Reeve, you know, wink in uh, in uh, season one. Like he was talking about that. Like I watch him knowing how much he cares about these characters, and it increases not only how much I care about these characters because I have since I was old enough to jump off the roof wearing a cape not a roof but you know what i mean jump off the couch or whatever wearing a cape at the age of two or three like it's just it makes me happy to see a property in such good hands agreed Uh, i totally agree i i could not be happier to see uh this level of respect and care for these characters i was circling that back in somehow with what you asked me and i forget how it was now because i got i got i get excited talking about how much cameron Loves I know everything, I hear you. but I think it was you know, talk- I, yeah, it, it was these character beats, and I think that's what I was going back to is just seeing how these characters develop, knowing that the people behind them are so passionate about their arcs, their individual characters. Uh, I think is important to the development of the show, and we a lot of things kind of got turned on its head from season one to season two. We've we've kind of altered our course just a little bit in what we were from because. Uh, a lot of season one was world building. It was foundation work. We had to learn what this candor was. It's not the candor of Jor-El putting uh, Kal-El in the rocket bef- uh, moments before the destruction happens and guilty and all that. You know, it's not, mm. it, 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 this is, you know, the house of El has been discredited and destroyed and, and cast out. So, so much of this was world building and we're so heavily vested now in these characters, even though it is 14 episodes later, we know what this candor is about. And when you start throwing in all this other stuff, this doomsday and this Zod and literally one of the best on screen, uh, Zod's ever portrayed. Um, it's, it's really fulfilling to get to sit back and watch this from week to week. I'm with you. Colin salmon. uh, I'm sorry. How do you say it? Salmon. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Colin Salmon. He he is. He really is. I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like it's him and Terrence Stamp, you know? They're they are the two, like, for me, the two most iconic well, versions I of mean, this character. You gotta have Terrence Stamp, because that's obviously the groundwork laid right there. Um, I still love Callum Blue, but you know, I went back, I, I didn't have I was stuck on that plane to Vancouver, had nothing to do, Wi Fi wasn't working. For whatever reason I had a season nine episode saved on my phone from smallville mm. and queued it up and it was uh one with callum playing zod which i've not i've probably have not watched since that show ended sure. uh, one of these episodes and it was neat to watch him again but the whole time i'm thinking yeah th- that was good for this universe like he was good for the this universe but the again the world building that krypton has created like colin is just nailing it I agree, man. There's phoning it in, and then there's building the phone. And like he shows up, he shows up with the pieces to a rotary phone every week and puts it together, like 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 you know like a Keebler elf, like a cobbler or something. Like just putting. I said Keebler elf for whatever reason, but you know Mm, he's got the. I know. I want some soft batch cookies. You know he puts Mm. the he he's putting that phone together every week so he can make those calls, and he it, it it is truly exciting to watch him on screen chew up dialogue and spit it out 
I mean, to just oh. just absolutely nail oh. it every time. I mean, literally, do they do it? I, I need to ask. Is it one take always with Colin? Do they just show up and they're like, we got it. Let's move. Let's move on. Oh, oh one take Salmon. That's what yeah. they call him. That's, that's what they call it. <laughs> Upstream all the way. We don't even have to. We don't even have to do a second one. You want a different really angle wanna... or anything? Nope, he nailed it. He freaking nailed it. I want to think that Colin Salmon has like a coat of arms, and on it is is a salmon, and like in in Latin, the phrase "upstream all the way." I mean, <clears throat> just I'm always in awe, and it's some, and I just have to sit there and remember sometimes when I watch those games, like this is a Superman show. Like I know that's general odd, but I'm so heavily. Is this what people felt like with Game of Thrones? Because I didn't like Game of Thrones, but like I'm so heavily invested but in. I hear you, but I sure as hell love this. I know, and I'm like I'm so invested in the development of these characters. Like, when are these two people going to meet? Is that what Game of Thrones was like? Because I don't fucking know. I didn't. Like I don't know. It. I didn't like that show. I watched like two episodes, and I was like, this is same. I mean, dragons are cool, but whatever. Yeah, people are getting pushed out windows, and heads are getting chopped off, yeah. and people are. I'll take Krypton. I'll take 14 episodes of Krypton over eight seasons of. Uh huh. You people didn't even like that show by the end of it. I didn't see any of you talking about how much you liked that show by the end of it. Get on over here on Krypton. We got Colin Salmon swimming upstream week to week as General Zod. Put that on the back of your DVD cases for season two and smoke it. <laughs> I'm out. I don't know. I love this show. And then so he dropped the mic, never to be heard from it. again. I dropped it. It's like I fell off that bike. I dropped the bike. Um, no, <laughs> I freaking, I just, every time they do something on this show, and I'm like, man, it's nice to be a fan of something again. Like, it's nice to actually just, like, sit yes. back and go, all right, I'm in I'm, I'm in this. Like, I don't, I don't really watch TV like that anymore. Like, you know, we had that with, uh, with Smallville. And, uh, oh, were you into that show? I, it, it hit or miss. And, mm-hmm. um, I liken this a little bit more to, uh, honestly, I know Smallville was the property. In terms of like, I keep going back to world building, and I feel like that's such a cliche. That's like saying synergy. Um, in terms of story development, I liken this to like a like a Terminator the Conner Chronicles kind of thing. Just this, just this constant unfolding of a storyline, building on top of one thing after another is... Uh, please don't go out at the end of season two like that did. But just Aww. constant, like WTF moments of whoa! I didn't like I didn't see that coming. Like you know, some TV can get extremely predictable, and I I continually get surprised by some things on this show. Like really, like shocked by a few things. And then on top of that, I'm getting giddy, and I swear I'm going to stop. And this is the end of my thing. The show's freaking hilarious. Yes. I can't, like, that, Adam, was I dead? What the fuck? Just, like, they constantly <laughs> make me laugh. Like, all the time. Like, I, I think Dictator it's... Dictator who is so evil, everyone lets him wear a cape. I Yeah, yeah, he's so evil. They let him get away with wearing a cape. Like, Adam's line, the whole thing, that thing with Kim. Oh, Kim, you're so great. You should be commander. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. I'm just constantly floored by how entertained I am by what they're pulling off week to week. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know me, I don't fanboy out about crap. Like, that's not me. I'm like, that's cool. 
I like that. I don't like that. I have no trouble calling out with things I don't like. I'm not all it's about true. that crap. You're honest like that. But I, I really just thoroughly enjoy what they what they've done with this and they did not drop the ball with this season and that's also that's often a sophomore slump that happens and i i am a huge fan of what they've been able to continue to do to keep this momentum rolling momentum is the right word because they they have just not stopped the machine has not stopped moving since since the end of Mm -hmm. season since the beginning of season one i mean it's just been ongoing rolling forward at all times through the season one finale into the season two premiere and, and onward ever since where they could have, they could have stopped. They could have taken a time jump and make us figure out what they could have. They could have done all kinds of things, but they're just keeping on moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. Uh, and it's, it's refreshing, honestly. And I, I, I hear what you're saying too, about like, it's nice to be a fan. It's nice to just be enjoying something, um, and feel like the creators are, are sort of coming at it from the same spirit that, that you see it in. Um, at least that's how I feel. And I, I, I am so thrilled to have that feeling again. Yeah, absolutely. That's your, I'm doing it alone face. I'm doing it alone face. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't have one of those. God, they bicker like an old married couple. I love it. They do. And I love it. I love it's it so, so much. So it is cute. cute. I love the hell. It's out. sweet. I love the hell out of them. I love oh. them. Love, love everybody on this show. Can't wait to get all together. More Doomsday. Let's do the whole thing. What do you think Let's is going to happen? Because Lobo's got to show back up. Brainiac's got to show, show back, up. back up. We got we got Doomsday out there. We know why Zod's trying to take down Zoomsday because he knows he's an apex predator. He's going to come after Zod eventually. We got to kill him before he gets to, to Zod. That's his whole you know thing that's going on right now. But Lobo and Brainiac are going to show back up at some point. Or at least Lobo mm-hmm. is. Well, I mean, sick Lobo on Brainiac. You know, that's what I'm saying. I love this show so much. All right. Me too. How do people get in touch with us? Where do they go? What do they do? Well, they can tweet at us at Shoe Krypton. They can uh, email us mail at kryptonpodcast.net. They can find the show at, at kryptonpodcast.net or on Apple Podcast on uh, Overcast, on Google Play Podcast, anywhere their podcasts are found. Leave us a rating or review, please. Uh, make it good. Talk about our murder shorts. Talk about how we're not the Crap Town podcast anymore now that Derek's back. Crap Town. Crap Town. Oh my God, I love Lobo so much. Swift Seagull. Seagull. Like, I didn't even get to talk about some of these things. Seagull. I mean, really got, I haven't really got to even talk about Lobo that much. Oh, I love Seagull. It was good stuff. Oh, gosh. I love Lobo. Like, what a fantastic characterization of something that has never been done in live action before. Like, right? like just very well done. I have a funny story for you too that is not related to Krypton, but you will find this later. It is DC related. So, um, Swamp Thing. Have you been watching Swamp Thing? No, but... No, but... Well, no. No, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Funny story <laughs> about... So our buddy, uh, Ian Zeering... Yeah. is on Swamp Thing. He's playing Blue Devil. Yes. And <laughs> I'm in Vancouver last week. I actually brought him a, a Blue Devil action figure I had from when I worked for DC because I had a... Nice. They gave, you know, they gave you a bunch of stuff and it's just been in boxes. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've got a Blue Devil action figure laying around here. So I brought it to him. And he was telling me, he was like, I bought a bunch of... You know, the show's been canceled, unfortunately, due to some tax rebate stuff that got screwed up in North Carolina, which is awful because really... 
some of the best thing. I mean, obviously, Krypton to me is the gold standard right now, but I'm loving Swamp Thing. I think they did a really good job with it. Uh, that's what I hear. That's, that's why I'm so bummed it got canceled. Swamp Thing's before house, it got a chance to shine. Swamp Thing's House of L coming. Soon. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, House of Swamp. Anyway, so uh, Professor Bailey, you know the good professor. I love the good professor. The good, yes. Our good friend Professor Bailey, Fortress of Bailey Tude, has a host of Superman related podcasts. Check him out. Always good to plug the good professor. He used to come on back in the old. Uh, Shoe Smallville days, if you've been listening since that time. He also did the Elseworlds uh, crossover with Steve and myself uh, back during the the, the era of Supergirl uh, Flash. It's like, what's that other show? Flash crossover um, back around the turn of the year. Um, But anyway, Professor Bailey messages me. I'm up. I'm in Vancouver. I'm with Ian. He's like, are you can I ask you a really weird question? I was like, yeah, he goes. A while back somebody bought a ton of blue devil comics from me and I mailed them to a Los Angeles address and the last name was Zeering. Oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> How small is the world <laughs> that I and I and started doing research on blue devil bought up a bunch of blue devil comics. And they just so happened to come from the collection of professor Bailey. That is wild. How dude. random is that? The, the that is a small world moment is that if not I've insane ever... he was like it couldn't possibly be and i was like nope it is like it has how to be random it was it is he bought him like how cool That's is that so cool that may not I love mean that. anything to you as listeners but to us it's pretty cool uh, we, 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 it, it means something to the, yes it means it's something just to, it's uh, just a neat a good little inside and it also just shows you how long we've been doing podcasting that's it, man. Like, it's crazy to think, like, since 2005, it's been 14 years going back of doing Star Wars House of L. So, anyway, it's another reason to get it, that I get excited about stuff like the show is just that there's this constant re-evolution of, of things for new generations and, and new fans uh, to enjoy. And this is, to me right now, the epitome of, of uh, Superman fandom is this show right now because i'm i'm really loving it it's 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 a blast it's such a blast it's such a good time to be a superman fan Mm -hmm. like like for for there not being a proper superman show on tv or or uh uh like an ongoing like superman film franchise at at the at this very moment for for those things not being in place it's actually a, a surprisingly good time to be a superman fan because the comics are really good krypton is really good supergirl got really good in in season four and i have i have real high hopes for season five it's just a good time to to love these characters it really is i i'm happy i'm really happy happier than i have been in a few years as superman fan so At, at what point in history could you ever see frank and Derek as superman villains um, which I assume Frank will do something with to embarrass us on social media. Maybe we should put the two doomsday side by side and you tell us who you think. Who, That's what I'm thinking. Who, who I'm, think I might toss is. those in the show notes for this episode too. There you go. Uh, Kryptonpodcast.net, our home on the internet. Uh, as Frank said, you could tweet us at shoe Krypton. We'd love to see your images, filters of you as Lobo, Brainiac, doomsday, send those over to us. We may, if, we may pick some favorites to talk about them on the next episode. Also, we're on uh, Facebook, Startwell's House of L, as well. So check us out there. Anything I'm forgetting, Franklin? Don't think so, sir. Okay. Then we'll be back with episode five 
uh, when it airs uh, next Wednesday. You will not want to miss that. Trust me, you will not want to miss what you're in store for there. Uh, And we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. ramble i felt like i rambled no that's my name um and um edit son of a bitch i was doing so good 40 minutes pin there you go Edna? Edna, edit. I wrote down... What if Edna was like Alexa and you're like, Edna, edit. (laughs) Okay, doll. (laughs) I'll get right on it. Paperwork. You gotta... You didn't didn't get the right TPS report. (laughs) Sorry, Edna. Just see to it, you do it next time. You're a doll, baby, a doll. Who could be mad at you, Doomsday Derek? Derek Doomsday, whatever your name is. This is all going to go at the end of the episode, okay? I hope so. I hope so, doll. Then the music ends, they'll hear this bit. They'll really ah. love it. The kids call it a blooper. Back in my day, we called them Nickelodeons. <laughs> <laughs> Everything costs a quarter. You know how much condoms cost back in my day? I don't know. We never used them. Okay. Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.